You're listening to Breathe, Focus, Repeat, a podcast about business ownership and self-discovery. I'm Brooke Monahan. I help people simplify their work so they can breathe and focus on what they love. And in this podcast, I tell my story as a brand new business owner and shed a light on what it really takes to make it happen for yourself. I'm so excited to now be part of HoneyBook's educator program, allowing me to give my listeners 50% off of their first year with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an amazing client management program that allows you to create automated workflows and communications, manage projects in a collaborative space with your clients, take payments, and more. HoneyBook also comes with a bunch of amazing templates, including contracts and proposals, so you can stop worrying about creating all of your documentation from scratch and get straight to the fun part. To get 50% off of your first year with HoneyBook, go ahead and follow the link in the show notes. By purchasing through my link, you support me personally and help me as I continue to produce the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Breathe, Focus, Repeat. I am really excited because I have my second guest interview today. I have Diana Brasino on and she is a content creation specialist. Um, You can find her on Instagram at Diana Gets Social. And if you follow me on Instagram, I guarantee you that you have seen me like talk her up because I just she kind of makes my head spin. I feel like she is just like taking Instagram by storm right now and just like killing it out there. Um, And I asked Diana to come on because she did things in her business totally differently from the way that I did and approached things in a little bit of a like more kind of planful and methodical way uh, versus me who is just like, I'm ready and like, you know, kind of pulled the plug. So I wanted to have Diana on because although she's been in business for a while now, she's only been full time working for herself for a couple of weeks. And I thought that a perspective from her on how she kind of went about um, transitioning out of her job and um, starting this business, which is just like fucking amazing to watch from the outside, um, would be super helpful for you guys. So really excited to invite Diana on. Diana, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing amazing and super happy to be here. Yay, I'm so happy to have you on. Um, so how has your week been? Because I, uh, I wanted to like, we've been opening up the show with just like a little bit about like the day-to-day stuff. I feel like no one talks about the day-to-day stuff. And I want to like demystify the day-to-day of the full-time self-employed. Oh my God, yeah, that's something new that I have been getting used to. So... I have been basically organizing myself that I've been doing that all the time lately because as my business grows, I realize that there's some things that like I eventually have to ditch. Yeah. Like maybe some efforts that are no longer smart for me to be doing. So yeah. um, this week mainly I've just been working on like what are the things that are worth my time without sacrificing the amount of just helpfulness that I want to give to my community and just kind of seeing how that goes and hoping for the best. (laughs) Yes. So smart. Like I feel like when you first start working for yourself and like you've been, like I said, you've been in business for a while now. How long have you been in business for? Um, Since last year, but then I kind of took a break in the sense that I didn't feel like I was going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So I took a break to kind of just explore and then restart it again in February. Amazing. Amazing. Because I I feel like, so two things there. I feel like 
so many of us start working for ourselves and we're like, we have to do all of the shit, like all of it all right now at once. So like talking about the things that you're like getting rid of, I just think is like so smart and also like something that people don't talk about. People are always talking about all of the new things that they're going to be doing Mm -hmm. and to watch you like ramp up your business and like do less is, oh God, (laughs) it's like what I live for. I just love that. Just like so strategic and smart. Um, But also like, I think that the fact that you took that sort of strategic pause too is like a lot, like a lot of people don't talk about that and just kind of like, okay, it's okay to like stop and like reevaluate my direction and re-navigate, you know, the right way that I want to be going. Oh yeah. That made a huge difference. Cause before I was kind of just looking at how everybody else was doing things. Mm-hmm. And basically the reason that I took that pause is because I felt like it was no longer coming from my own initiative. I was becoming more like all the other people that I looked up to on social media. So I took this pause for like a month or two to kind of just do things that made me happy and see what happened. So it was strategic, but not strategic in that sense, but it eventually helped me figure out what I needed to do. And then from there, I approached it from a much more strategic angle. Yes. Oh my God. That's so great. Yes. (laughs) It's like the counterintuitive like strategy of like scaling back and, and reevaluating like what you truly want and then reapproaching it like from a new, oh, Love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've been, um, this week I've been on like a million and a half calls because I've been, so I decided that I want to, lo- I didn't just decide. I've known for a long time that I want a group program eventually. Yeah. And I told my coach this because I'm part of like a, I'm part of a group program that I've been in for a year and I just signed up for another year. And she was basically just like, okay, so like start today, like start why are you still? And I'm like, well, you know, like how I always am, which is just like, I don't know what to do. And like, (laughs) she just makes it so easy to just be like, she did this whole like five day challenge that I was just a part of. So what came out of that is like the first step is like, I need to start talking to people and see like, would they be interested in a group program? Like what would they want out of it? And so I've been doing like market research calls this week, plus my interview with you, plus my regular clients. And it's been amazing because I have so many fucking calls that I'm like, kind of giving myself the excuse of like, I don't really have time to do much else. So I'm just going to talk to people all week and it's going to be great. That's like, awesome. And I think we weren't we just DMing about that the other day. I feel like you sent me a DM telling me that I yes. should be a coach and then yes. you wanted to do that. But I think that moment hadn't happened yet because you said that you weren't going to start doing that yet. <laughs> yes. This is in real time, everybody. Yes. I, I DM'd Diana because I'm like, she's such an amazing teacher. Like if you guys are not following her on Instagram, first of all, what the fuck are you doing with your lives? But also like, because I really, like if you're on Instagram, then I know you care about your content. And I'm just like, it, it's just so helpful to somebody like me who just like, that's not most people on Instagram. Instagram is not their strong suit. Right. Like, so having somebody like you who can just like teach is amazing, but you're such a good teacher. And, um, I was watching you like I keep every time that I watch you, I always think to myself, like Diana would fucking kill it if she like taught other like content creators how to be content creators. Like it would just be like, she's like, you seem like such a natural at it. And I was like, I don't, this is totally unsolicited, but I'm just saying you would be amazing at this if you're going to do it. And you're like, yeah, but I really like creating. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, I want to teach like a group of people. I just like love that, uh, 
that sounds amazing to me. So yeah, when I had DM'd you about it, it was still like, yeah, that's like my dream one day. And then like Tiffany Han, who I work with, like is just known for like, if you say in front of, if you ever say in front of Tiffany Han or to Tiffany Han, this is my dream one day, she's going to be like, why? Okay. So why are you not doing that right now? Like start, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Which is fantastic. So yeah. So I kicked it (laughs) off with some sort of market research calls, just like 20 minutes you get to ask me, 20 minutes. I did one of those with you once. Yeah. 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 They're so helpful. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was my week, but I really want the listeners to hear a little bit more about, um, your background and sort of like how you kind of got off the ground and like to where you are now, because I think that from the, it's been like, you're so much fun to watch. Um, because you just like, you're just doing it like, so like, so obviously to everybody else, like you're just like fucking out there killing it. And I just love it. So when would you say, I'm curious, when would you say is like when you first knew that you wanted to work for yourself? Oh my gosh. Um, I would say that the answer is really messy because, I kind of always knew that that's what I wanted to do, but also I knew that I didn't know shit from day mm-hmm. one. So I needed to go and get some experience in figuring out what that even was because I knew I wanted to have my own business one day. I knew I had all these ideas, but I didn't know which of all these ideas I had in my brain was going to be the thing that I was going to lead with. You know, I'm like, I love dogs. I love design. I love social media. I love eating. I I don't know. It's like, what am I going to do? Wow. Um, What a shock that I was drawn to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I actually had two moments. The first moment, um, was back in like, I think it was like 2014. Yeah. Like somewhere in 2014, I started a dog sitting business, which actually did very well. Yeah. Um, but then the only reason I didn't well, there were two reasons I didn't keep going with it. Like the first one was that I was running it out of my parents' house mm-hmm. and the HOA was like, Oh, you can't keep having dogs over, even though I only have like two, three dogs at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I realized how annoying it was to deal with some of the pet parents. So <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped that and I went back to, uh, just like working in social media and design. And then the final point where I had the realization that I needed to get started was, Last year, I was just, last year, I was so burnt out. I had two different jobs. The first job, I was working for a luxury real estate company. Um, It was one one of the top realtors in Hawaii who had sold homes to like um, the CEO of Starbucks, um, like major Google executives. And it was the most high pressure job that I have ever had. And I did not have a life. I was like working from seven in the morning until like 1 a.m. Yeah. And from there, I started working at an agency um, as a social media director, and it was also probably one of the worst jobs I ever had. Um, and I just, I kind of just lost it by the end of the year. I was like, mm-hmm. I hate everything that I'm doing right now, like the people that I'm doing it for. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love social media, I love design, but I just, I was really unhappy with not just my job, but a lot of things. Um, and I just left my job. Um, in December, I think it was. Yeah. In December, I left my job. And from there, I kind of just had this like one month, two month period. Um, that I think I mentioned earlier, it was like just doing things that made me happy. No pressure. Um, 
I'm really big on mental health. It's been a really big thing for me to just work through. So I had a lot of clutter in my mind that I was working through and then hoping that it would kind of give me some clarity to what I wanted to do, which eventually lets me just sharing what I was creating on a day-to-day basis and people started showing interest. And that's kind of how my services now started taking shape, just doing things purely because they made me happy and sharing them with people. And then turns out people like it and they want me to do it for them too. And now I have a business. Amazing. Isn't it so funny? Like, cause I did the same thing where I like, so I really wanted to start my business. And the first thing that I did was I like quit my, my full-time job and got a different full-time job that would like allow me to just like have more time for myself and like, you know, just like could take a break. And suddenly I found myself like kind of content. And like, I did the same thing where I just took like two months and I just literally didn't even think about like, I didn't think about my business. I didn't think all that I did was just like exactly what I wanted, which at the time was like sleep eight hours a night and like cook dinner and walk my dog. Like I was just like, I just want like a routine. I want to be able to like keep my house nice for once. Like, you know, but it's so funny how like, it's so counterintuitive but it's so true that like the first step oftentimes is to just like do nothing and like we yeah. the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so huge. Cause like, you know what? There's just too much pressure to monetize every little thing that you do. And that's kind of how I felt last year where I had a business that was more towards like the consulting side of things. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know. I felt like every little thing that I did had to be monetized. Yeah. It was kind of making me crazy because there wasn't enough room to just do something for the hell of it because right. you like it or it makes you happy. Right. And whenever I talked like that, like, what if I just did this because it feels right? It's like, no, are you crazy? That's Oh, stupid. my God. Oh, my God. You're like, like talking my exact language. Yeah. I just, I don't want to listen to that shit anymore. I want to, wait, I can curse on this podcast, I'm assuming. <sighs> Help, fuck yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I just hit the explicit on all of them because oh, there's perfect. no way that I'm talking for 45 minutes without dropping at least a couple F-bombs. Yeah, I drop a lot of them. I was just yeah. talking to my husband the other day about like, hey, do we curse a lot? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Um, I lost my train of thought, but anyway, you keep yeah. going. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. I just, I think that that's so counterintuitive, but I think that you're so right. And the other thing that you, that you mentioned that I've heard so many times, cause I have always, always wanted to work for myself. Like from the time that I was like 14, I was like, I'm going to work for myself. And then immediately started agonizing over what I was going to do and spent like 15 years being like, I don't know what my thing is. And yeah. then be like, you know, you can't do something for the money. You can't do something to have a business. You have to do something because you just love it and let it happen organically. And at the time, that is the most fucking annoying piece of advice that anyone can give you because you're just like, I just want the answer. Like, I don't want you to tell me to let it happen naturally. I want to make it happen right now because we're so like up until that point, the way that we work is someone tells you what to do, you do it, you get the recognition or the A and then you're like, okay, done. Like check the box. Um, But I think that like there's something to be said for just tuning into like what you really want to do and like not thinking about like, I think that so many times I said, I don't know what I want to do or I don't know what I should be doing. And really I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I should be doing. I just didn't think that it was possible that someone was going to want to pay me to do it. 
Yeah. Because it seemed so simple. And yeah, I feel like I remember you saying one time that like you told your husband that you were going to like make content for people. And yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I want to make templates. And he's like, who the hell is going to buy that? Oh my God. <laughs> Turns out a lot of people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So like sometimes just like the thing that keeps coming up or the thing that keeps bubbling up that we're just like, oh my God, I wish that I could just do that for a living. It's like, well, you might be able to. And actually you can probably find someone out there who's doing it. It yeah. just seems so you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I think we just obsess way too much over knowing what our thing is. And like, right. I thought I just didn't have a thing. I'm just never going to have a thing. Yes. I, I am thingless. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. That was like my whole life. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes it's just like, like the whole reason that I kind of took that month, two month period was like, I was focusing too much on knowing what specifically makes me happy. Mm. So I was kind of just trying to take off the pressure by just going after happiness and just kind of seeing where that leads me. And maybe mm. it'll lead to understanding what the hell this thing is. And like, I know what my thing is right now, but that could also change and become something else. Yes. Oh God. Yes. And also like, if it does, like, so I, I, was always one to beat myself up when I didn't commit to something forever. So like, I would think like, well, maybe I want to do this. Like I made handbags. I had an Etsy shop at one point, like really? years ago. Yeah. Didn't last very long. And then of course, after that, I was like, oh my God, like I didn't, I didn't stick with it. So like I'm the, I failed or like I had a vegan food blog for a little while. Yeah. Right. Then for three years, I like beat myself up about the fact that I didn't, wasn't a vegan food blogger for the rest of my fucking life. And like, it wasn't until I realized that like, if things evolve and change, like you're allowed to change your mind and actually like, you kind of have to in order to like build something and get better and like actually find what your value is. And so like, we, we need to let go of that whole like beating ourselves up or like feeling like we can't trust ourselves because like... I don't know if I should start because I don't know if this is the one thing that I want to do for the entire rest of my life. So what's the point in even trying it? Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, even then, like some of the things that we try that aren't the right focus might still be part of what we end up doing in some way, shape or form. Like, even if it's minimal, like how you mentioned, like the, the vegan blog, like yeah. sometimes you share stories of what you're up to, like what you're eating. And I mean, yeah. Even though it's not the focus of your page, like it's still a part of your lifestyle around your whole personal brand, everything that you're doing. Right. Um, kind of like I used to talk a lot. I used to have another page talking about fitness and mental health. Uh -huh. And I still bring in like the mental health component. Yes. Uh, into my content and I'm trying to work on my fitness. So that'll be on my stories later on. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have honestly been toying with the idea of doing this and I'm like, oh no. Okay, here we go, everybody. Now I'm going to throw out this idea that I've never said out loud right on the podcast. So let's just <laughs> tell everyone right now in front of a content creation expert, my <laughs> content creation idea. So lately I've honestly been like, so I have a, have you ever used the app Marco Polo? Mm, sounds familiar, but I don't even know what that is. Okay. So for anyone else who's listening, it's a really good way to like keep in touch with people who like have a really different schedule than you because like it's almost like Snapchat except your videos are much longer and they don't go away. So you can like make groups with people or you can have a conversation with someone and you literally just like record a video and it's like left in your conversation and whenever they're able to pick it up, they can watch it and then like record their response. Mm -hmm. And so I have friends from like, I have one group 
that I'm always in. And it's like, there's like five of us and literally all of us are in different states or like country. One of them, one of them is in the UK. And then I have like a friend in Buffalo back where I was living before this, someone in Boston, someone in Philly. Anyway, the whole point of me saying this is that like, whenever I find myself recording like videos for them, I'm always like making food. I'm always like, I have my phone (laughs) propped up and I just get in this place where I can just talk very freely and I'm not worried about being somebody else. And like my biggest uh, blocks with, with like Instagram or like content creation in general is like letting that personality come out where you're not like, okay, I'm going to pick up my phone and like talk to my phone right now and try to be exactly how I am in real life. Like it's hard for you to be, it's hard for you to let your real personality come out. And the other day I was like, I should just start recording myself making lunch. Seriously, my like personality would probably finally like really show through to people. Oh, you should. That's that's a great idea. And I'm actually working on something similar. Um, Really? Yeah, but like not for myself, but for a client of mine. I can't talk about the the details of what it is specifically, but basically she has her thing too where um, she'll be doing something in the kitchen and everybody knows that when she's like making her coffee or whatever, that she's going to be giving a talk, um, on her Instagram stories. And now she's starting to get requests uh-huh. for topics, um, for her stories. Yes. So it's similar to what you're saying. Cause like, if you feel comfortable cooking, yeah. cooking then I just feel that. like, you know, cooking is like my, like, I have a lot of different things that I'm interested in, but like cooking is that always that one thing that I'm like, when I think about like what I want to be doing more of, or when I think I'm in like my most like Zen state, it's like, aside from going to a yoga class, like the one thing I can commit to every night is like, I put my like AirPods in or I put on music. Like I love listening to like Motown and cooking. Oh my God. It's the best thing of my entire life. (laughs) And so I'm like, if I could seriously just like start recording myself while I make lunch, I really feel like, like things would just flow. Anyway, totally unrelated to (laughs) everything that we should be talking about right now. But it's a great topic though. I mean, like you just gave me so many ideas for like, for you. Can I give you one idea? Yes, please. (laughs) Because like I just like the whole thing. I'm turning this into a one-on-one with <laughs> Diana. So thanks for tuning in to my coaching call. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and it's just like a, a simple idea because it's like all this cooking stuff is so it can be connected to what you do with uh-huh. having processes and systems. Like uh-huh. maybe you don't make everything from scratch every single time you're cooking. Oh my god, can you hear my dog? He's freaking yes, out. Yes, I love before. it. Okay. Anyway, like. <laughs> you'll prep things sometimes like maybe certain ingredients you prep them and essentially uh-huh. that's comparable to when you're creating systems for your clients because yeah. they're not doing everything from scratch right away so like right you can, like create like little analogies of what you do to prepping certain ingredients so it just cuts your workload in half like that was my sense yes <laughs> oh man and I'm a meal prepper so this is perfect okay thank you Diana see everybody don't be afraid to say your stupid ideas because I've been walking around with that idea in my head for like three days like this is dumb and I'm gonna do it and people are gonna be like what are you doing but see no. now everyone tune into my stories and watch me make taco salads for the next yeah, seriously yeah and even if it's like even if you have a stupid idea like good ideas can come from a stupid idea yeah you know? so, yes and everything Oh my gosh. All right. So back to the topic <laughs> at hand. What, um, give us like a little bit of an insight to like what you did to transition out of your day job. So I started working part-time for a smaller agency and 
basically the reason that I did that is I listened to a podcast by Gary Vee that I thought was really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I wanted to work with, you know, I thought I needed to work with a coach to make things happen for myself at all. Yeah. Um, but then I listened to this podcast by Gary Vee where he was saying something like, Oh my God, is he really going to start scratching the bed? <laughs> Should I, I just, I don't mind dog sounds. Leave it. It's fine. Don't mind? Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't mind. Yeah. He's like distracting me. Baloo. Yeah. Everybody, if you don't like dogs, then I mean, we're going to have an issue anyway. I feel like they wouldn't be following me or listening to this podcast. I love my dog, but he decides to scratch his bed at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I totally lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. So Gary Vee, he said this whole thing where it's like, you don't need to have a mentor or a coach to get started. Like mm-hmm. if you really want that, go and work for somebody who's doing something that you want to be doing or close to that. And that the company is successful, but not so big that you don't get to see the ins and outs of everything. So um, I found a smaller agency that I knew was getting clients consistently and I took any job there. I was like, I just want to be in there and see how everything works. Um, So I kind of use that as like an educational experience. Um, And while I was there also applying the things that I learned to my own business. And once it, towards the end, it like, Toward the end, it like no longer made sense for me to stay because my business was taking off, but then it was also competing with the hours that I was putting in every week. And it didn't make sense anymore to essentially turn down a call with a potential client yeah. to go make like really low hourly pay um, for the agency. So it wasn't so much that I was financially ready. It was more like a smart risk in the sense that I know that the demand is there, so I need yeah. to open up more time in my schedule to be able to take it. Cause like one of the eye opening moments for me was there was this one person that really wanted to work with me, but her schedule really did not work with my schedule at the time. And that was like $400 for like a set of like two calls that just yeah. went down the drain. Cause we couldn't make it work out. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to quit my job. I mean, I could have quit my job, but I was scared. I didn't think it was smart yet. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it was. A lot more planned for sure than my um, December just burnout moment and like fuck yeah. this I'm out. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like that's this is exactly the way I talk about like reintroducing balance and like operating your business in a sustainable way and like knowing what you want for your life and your business simultaneously. Because yeah. I think that we we are all familiar with that feeling of like having the job where like you have the asshole boss and like you end up totally burnt out and you just, you just one day you're like, fuck it. And you just, I quit. Like I'm done, you know, or like I, I'm giving my two weeks and like, or like, you know, for me, um, it was a much more, it was a much longer process of like knowing I didn't want to be there. But like, I also knew at that moment that I was out. And I think that like, we don't yeah. think about the fact that we can do that to ourselves in our own business. And it might not look like, fuck it, I quit. And you literally just stop one day, but it mm-hmm. might look like, you know, you can't show up with the same energy that you know that it takes to really like bring the value to the people that, that yeah. need it. Um, if you're just like beating yourself up or like yeah. working yourself to the, like just grinding all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big reason. Like when you asked me at the beginning of the podcast, like what am I up to this week? It's cause I wasn't burnt out last week, but I knew that if I kept it up, I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
just with everything, like the client work and then the mini trainings that I host and the videos and the slideshows and the podcast. I'm like, oh my God, like I, I, I can't yeah. do it all. I need to just simplify it. So it's like, yes. in a way I'm kind of doing more work, but it's not really. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the mini trainings that I, that I do, they take a lot of time, but yeah. I'm adding an email marketing into the mix, but that's way easier to kind of just back out. Mm-hmm. rather than a mini training that takes like, I need to shoot it and I need to edit it and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just working smarter, not harder. Right? Sometimes I hate that phrase, but it summarizes. This. Well, it's so cliche, but then like, yeah. don't you hate when there's like a cliche like phrase that you hear all the time. And then you like, yeah. one day in your life, you just, you just hit that moment where like, you just yeah. want to say it and you're like, oh, damn it. Right now. I was like, I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be that person, but I can't think of an alternative. Um, this is a perfect summary of this. Hey, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But also, like, I will say from the outside looking in, like, the amount of content that you have available on your page, like, already is fucking mind-boggling. <laughs> like, really. And, like, I think that we get to a place where we just, like, we've been doing it for so long, and, you know, and we, so we feel like we need to, like, keep doing it. And it's like, oh, my God, like, the amount of, yeah, you're good. You're good. Like, I feel like if you, you could scale, you could scale way back and people would still be getting an insane value from watching you. And just like the amount of stuff that you just have, like in your highlights and everything is just unreal. And I mean, (laughs) some point you've got to, uh, you've got to make those decisions. And I think that seeing it, seeing it coming, seeing the burnout coming and making those adjustments is something that we just are not taught to do. Oh, yeah, like, we're, you know, not. that's not something that anyone ever talks about. Everyone always talks yeah. about like, stop making excuses for yourself. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, like at the same, like at the same time though, I feel like so many people do make excuses. Yeah. Like so many people think that they're doing everything, but then they don't really like, I don't know. I don't want to say that they're lazy, but when you lack structure mm-hmm. and you're kind of just like doing it all and you're not organizing things, you think that you're doing it all, but yeah, you're really not. You're just doing a bunch of like crazy efforts that don't really make sense. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because I was, I was thinking about this today, like the idea of like making excuses and I'm like, People who say, like, you know, stop making excuses or I was making excuses, like, they're not wrong. But also, I think that when we say that, like, about ourselves looking back, it's like we're looking at ourselves as though we were, like, lazy slackers. And actually, I feel like we have these mind, these habits and these patterns that are just, like, really human nature if you've never done it before. And, like, I think that, like, you know, for me, like, when I first started, and I know that a lot of people do this, it's like you first start working like, you know, 40 hours a week for yourself. And you're like, I need to, I need to be working full time because like, I, I need to be using every single extra second of the day. But like, if you're you, if you're literally just trying to use every second of the day, like it doesn't mean that you're going to be doing anything that's actually useful. And so then you're like, but I'm just so tired. I can't do anything else. And it's like, yeah, you are really tired. It's not like you're making that up, but also like, are you just making shit up for yourself or are you like doing the things that really need to be done? And like, you know, we are not, um, I don't know. I, I just think that like starting something on your own 
if you have never attempted anything like that before is so different from like working for somebody else that I think that we all have those periods of like that wobble where we're just like, I don't even know what the fuck I am doing right now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so. Yeah. Oh my God. And you know what, you know, what's funny too. It's like, I know social media, I know design, but I don't know business as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people have seen that I left my job and now they think that I'm some kind of business coach and I know the ins and outs of business. I don't. I am just, I literally just got a book that's called like the psychology of graphic design pricing. And because uh-huh. I don't know very well about like how to create these like pricing structures for myself. Yeah. I don't know sales. Like I'm trying to actually, luckily my husband, he's in sales. He's been teaching me some things. Amazing. Um, I even told him to like put some urgency in me because not that, not that I forget that I need to sell. Obviously I know I need to sell stuff, but yeah. sometimes I get so lost in like the day to day of things like make content, do this, do that, that I forget, Oh, I have this goal that I have to reach of sales every month. So he'll remind me like, Hey, are you doing the things you need to do to stay on track? Like, yes. Right. Cause when you're your own boss, you don't have a boss. Right. You- what your deadlines are. It's all on you. So sometimes you get a little sidetracked without wanting to get sidetracked. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. God, sales. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's so hard. It is so hard. I don't care how good you are at sales. Selling yourself is like a totally different thing. And then it's like, you know, there's other, there's also like the, the whole aspect where it's like you kind of it's not just selling yourself, but it's selling yourself in a way that is really aligned with who you truly are and is really, is your real personality and is very authentic and genuine. Like going out there and, you know, giving a sales pitch. I just think back to like when I used to have to try to get people to sign up for credit cards, work in retail, you know, (laughs) I could get some fucking credit cards. Let me tell you, (laughs) but that was not me. That was, you know, that was retail Brooke. That was like, you know, I was in charge. I was like modeling the behavior. I was using all of the like techniques. But you were think, good at it. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, I was oh, fucking great awesome. at I it. I sucked at it. I worked in retail too. I was the worst salesperson ever. Oh, yeah. No, I, I had that shit <laughs> down. But it wasn't me. You know, I, yeah. it was not me. I, I had this different face on. My, my voice was up three octaves. I walked into the back and like the door closed and I was just like, I'd be, you know, like I, I enjoyed, it's not like I pretended to, to enjoy working with people and I really didn't. Like I really did like enjoy working with people. Yeah. But like sometimes, you know, you have to like put on a certain thing and then it's like, oh yeah, like let me go and check on that for you. And then you walk through the back door and the door closes and you're like, I got to find this fucking shirt. You know, like it's just like a different person that comes out. I always wondered what happened after that moment. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not angry about it. It's just that that's not like, I'm not really that peppy all the time. You know, right. if you really want to get the full me, like you got to expect like some F bomb. Like I I'm really, I'm not a professional person. <laughs> and when you're working somewhere else and you learn how to sell, that's like the, those are the parameters that you're taught to sell within. And so then yeah. all of a sudden when you, when you need to sell, first of all, sell yourself. Second of all, know that once you make that sale, you now need to live up to everything that you just said. So that factors into everything because then you're like, oh my God, can I really say like that I can do this? Can I really, you know, like I, well, what if I can't do it? Like, what if I, you know, so that factors into it. And then also doing all of that in a way that is like truly authentically you and not just your sales voice. Yeah. Or your sales face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I feel like... I'm not 
good at the actual like structuring how I'm going to talk about things, but at least the authentic part, I feel like I got that yes. down. It's like the one time that I worked, like, I mean, I worked uh, in Starbucks once and I also worked at a supplement shop. The supplement shop I was really bad at um, <laughs> because I had to sell things to people that I knew what they were for, yeah. but I didn't believe that they needed them. So yeah. basically they called me protein girl <laughs> because all I ever did was suggest protein. I'm like, I mean, if you get anything from here, I mean, I guess protein intake can be a little tricky to get in. So protein, but you don't need something for water retention. You don't need this. You don't need that. Like you don't need 25 vitamins. But I was supposed to sell all of these things and I was just really bad at it. Um, Luckily, there was no audio on the surveillance because I was telling people, (laughs) you don't need any of this. If anything, if you really want to get something, like get yourself like some protein. And I don't know what your doctor has said, but if you need some more, like I don't know what vitamin, then get a vitamin. Right. Um, and I had the worst sales in the whole store. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know what the thing is, is that it's like, I think that people are desperate for that. Like, I think that people are desperate for someone to say that to them. And like, yeah. we, and that's what's so hard is that it's like, we know what we want to say, but then we yeah. feel like there's something that we should say. And it takes a huge risk to come out there and be like, look, I'm not going to promise you that you're going to make a hundred grand by working with me. That's not what I do. You know, like I'm not going to make those guarantees. And there are people who sell that. Yeah. And then we compare ourselves to those people to be like, well, I don't know how to make that promise. I don't know how to like, I don't know if I can promise that to somebody. I don't know how to solve that problem. So therefore, like I must not belong here. And it's like, no, just know what it is that you really offer. Like, right. hone in on what your value really is. Like, for me, like, I I don't even really talk about money that much. I talk about time. Like, yeah. because I think that, like, I'm not really – I think that there's enough people out there who are, like, selling the whole, like, how to scale to, like, make six figures thing. Yeah. And oh, I'm my God. so much more focused on just, like, yeah. how do you, like, get traction and also maintain your life, right? And so, like, right. even though to me that seems so simple and, like, I'm not allowed to say that, it's like when I do say those things that people are like, oh, thank God. Like, like you're not another person who's just like making the same empty promises. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I hate those promises. I mean, it's like if you actually can back them up, then awesome. But it's just right. they're so overused. I feel like they carry no weight anymore, Ugh. no weight at all. I know. Um, but like the cool thing too is like, I mean, yes, you talk about time, but also, you know, they, how they say like, I don't even try trying to say another cliche thing, but how time is money. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're giving people back time in their schedule. I mean, yes, they can unwind, but they also have more time to invest into the things that are going to help them generate more revenue for their business. For sure. And yeah, and that's my thing is like, I think that we should be, you know, make thoughtful decisions about how you want to use it. Some Mm -hmm. of it you might want to use to reinvest in your business. Some of it, like you might want to, I don't know, go take a fucking day off. Yeah. Great. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Anyway, so now that you are full-time for yourself, have there been any big surprises? <sighs> big surprises. Um, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say like it's like a thing that like, okay, this one thing happened. I'm like, whoa, my God. But more like when I compare what I was doing last year versus this year, um, it's not so much that I didn't give value at all last year. I did, but – um, I'd say like, it wasn't close to the amount of help 
and just resources mm-hmm. that I put out now because I was thinking, you know, what if I share so much that people don't want to work with mm-hmm. me? Um, like I hate to reference Gary Vee again, but he really has helped me a ton with like figuring out the whole yeah. how I share as a business on social media. Um, and he had this piece of advice where he's just like, put it all out there. And yeah. I'm like, that sounds crazy, but what have I got to lose? I mean, I yeah. wasn't making much money last year. And so I basically just started putting out so much helpful information that if you really wanted to, you could go through all of my content and my website and my email list and my Pinterest and like everything that I have on the internet. Yeah. And DIY things, at least like a very good chunk of it, you can DIY. I've had people message me that they can do this. But the crazy thing also is that since I started doing that, that's when I started actually getting consistent clients rather than last year when I was talking more about like why you need me and this Mm -hmm. and that. This time I'm giving away so much that you could do it all on your own, but also I'm giving people an understanding of how complex it is to do what I do so that when they hop on a call with me, like they already know how much work it would be for them. They don't want to do it. And they can justify in their brains. Like this is why, you know, she's a splurge because it's going to help me a ton. You know, I already done the education process. So for me, it's kind of been mind blowing that like I've put out so much stuff for free, but people still want to work with me because they know now that it makes sense. They don't have the time to go and wear all of the hats, especially the content creation hat. Yes. And like, yeah, like I think I think about that too, where it's like, yeah, people could do everything that you do. It would be a full-time job though. Yeah. Because it's oh, a yeah. full-time job for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so like, do you want to operate your business or do you want to like do what Diana does? Um, yeah. And also like from my perspective, like, look, like there are so many people on Instagram who do some version of, you know, content creation or like teaching you how to build better relationships on Instagram or whatever. There's so many people who are out there doing that. But it's one thing to be like, I'm going to teach you how to do it. And then it's another thing to be like, okay, like this is exactly what she's talking about. And like, I tried to DIY it and like, guess what? It's not easy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, and if I need help, then like, I know that she knows how to do it because she wrote this guide that I'm trying (laughs) to do off of. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, And yeah, that's like one of the reasons actually why I think that I, you and I end up being in contact with each other because like, I never used Instagram really up until I started my business, which is like pretty recent. Like I had an Instagram, but I didn't really ever put anything on it. I think Mm -hmm. I had like less than a hundred followers that were just random people who like knew me, who like, you know, were just suggested went by Facebook or something to like follow. (laughs) Uh, And like, I never really used it. And so then when I got on there and I started just kind of like, you know, following more people and like, you know, seeing more of what was out there. And I saw your page. I was like, oh my God, first of all, this girl is real. Second of all, like the amount of value on this page. And I like sent you, I think like a DM to just be like, thank you so much because (laughs) I just learned more from your page. And like ever since then, I just, I feel like I talk about you all the time. Like when I find people who I just think are like such a huge help, I really I feel like I never shut up about them. So, um, (laughs) so you became one of those people for me, but like, it's so true because everything that you put out there is, oh, thank you. Everything (laughs) that you put out there is just so, um, 
I don't know, just so like, first of all, it has the Diana spin on it, which I think like we're so afraid to do. We're so afraid to like let our real personality show. We feel like we need to be like professional or we need to be like a certain person. And it's when you let that personality come out that like people, I was just having, I was just talking to someone on a call with us today. Like, like I could find anybody to do my taxes. I want you to do my taxes because you're not going to talk to me like you're just an accountant. Like, can't you see that? You know, like, um, it's when that, that you let that out. But I think that people are so afraid to, to do that. And so everything that you put out there is like, you know, so valuable and, um, offers so much just like genuine help, but also it's just like all done through that Diana filter. And I think that, that that's like, it's such a, it's a lesson for all of us to learn, you know, to really just like allow ourselves to be really true to like our real personality and who we really are. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Like, and even then, like, even when you kind of step into that and start owning it, you have to remind yourself every so often to just keep doing your thing. Cause I find myself having to remind myself like, oh, you know, I don't need to go and sound like this person because I'll follow somebody new that I think is really cool. They're really smart, but they're way more like, I guess what you could call like the more like traditional kind of like professional mm-hmm. vibe and all that. Yeah. And I'll be thinking, oh, like maybe I need to start sounding like that as I transition to like growing my business way more. But then I'm like, no, no, like you are your yes. own person Keep doing your thing. Absolutely. Or like my thing is always like, you know, I, I always feel like I need to come up with like posts or like newsletters to send out that are like five automations to like use in your business today. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that. It just makes me feel like, but I guess I'd have to make myself. And then I'm like, no, you don't have to make yourself because like your whole thing is like, there's two, like you can find all of that information. Like I'm not going to throw more shit at you. I'm not going to throw another right. listicle your way and then leave you there. <laughs> try to figure out like which one you should actually be using you know like I think that what people need is like clarity around like which of those are good for them yeah the information is there I'm just like I I don't and every now and then I try to make myself consume it and then regurgitate it in a different way so that I can look like one of them and then I'm like "Mm, no I'm not gonna do that yeah, and like I just get like, decision paralysis from too many options. Yes, yes. And like if I do that to people, like am I really going to get the people that I want to work with or am I just going to get people who are going to come to me and be like, I want you to automate this one thing for me. And I'm like, I, but, but I don't really, first of all, I don't really know if that's what you need. Second of all, like that's boring. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like are right. those really the people that I want to work with? Right. That would be more like a passive income product of anything, just like your guide on automation or yeah. We're do. Yeah. 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 Which is a whole other thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Passive, Same here. I, stuff. I mean, it's great. Love to get there one day in a meaningful way, but yeah. trying to figure out how to really offer like meaningful value to people and like solve people's problems without actually being involved in a one-on-one setting. Sometimes yeah. I get thinking about and I start to feel real crappy about that too. And I'm like, okay, you feel like shit about it. Cross it off the list. You're not doing it right now. <laughs> Well, like, I'm yeah. sure all these market research calls like might give you some insight on like the issues that people are working through and you'll ner- notice like a pattern and it'll help you form, I guess, the curriculum of sorts for the calls, but yeah. also give you ideas for kind of like stepping stones right? Uh, people that 
might not be ready for group coaching, but need like that extra level of convincing through a passive income product that isn't bullshit is actually helpful and right. will be like the convincing factor for why yeah. they should invest in you. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is that it's like when I can figure out a way to do it meaningfully and in a way that right. isn't bullshit, then that's when I'll do it. The reason I feel like shit about it right now is because I feel like anything that I'm coming up with right now is bullshit. So stop trying because <laughs> forcing it isn't working, right? Like... <laughs> you know right oh my god like i feel kind of similarly like not so much like my ideas are are bullshit right now but more like everything i do connects mm-hmm. with my content so like i want to launch lightroom filters i want to launch templates i want to launch a content creation workflow template but i don't want to launch just one and then like wait until i have like another two months to work on the next one i want to launch them all at once yeah. So I'm just like this big mess right now trying to find time to even get started on one part of them. Like I have like a half finished set of filters, a half finished workflow. Like, mm-hmm. So I've kind of just put that on hold until I figure out like the, like the whole of my business, just like mm-hmm. getting like consistent, um, uh, revenue, I guess every yeah. single month before focusing on passive income. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're definitely going to get there. I, I know that you will. And, uh, you know, I, I said this to you like last week or something like that, but it's like, you know, you're, you're just simmering right now and I can just feel it that like, you're going to explode pretty soon. Like all of that stuff that's going on behind the scenes and your template shop and everything. And and all of that is going to be amazing. So we'll all be here waiting. So, um, as we wrap up, what would you say is like, do you have any like big lessons that you would want to leave our listeners with? Yeah. Um, I feel like the main thing that happens with a lot of people before they even give themselves a chance to try, you know, their whole business idea or figuring it all out is that they're waiting to feel a certain way about it or about themselves or just mm. waiting to feel confident or Mm. they think they're not good enough, but then they kind of just wait it out, Mm. um, waiting for this one moment where everything's going to be clear to them. And the thing is, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm the most confident person ever. I'm really, I'm not. Um, but I've realized if anything that sometimes you build confidence and you build that feeling of, I guess, being ready by just starting to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of the times it's just proving things to yourself, right? Like I didn't yeah. think I could do a lot of things. I didn't think I could have a business in the first place. Like I started thinking um, that a lot of my personality traits would get in the way that, you know, I'm introverted. Like maybe, I don't know if I seem like that on my Instagram page, but I'm actually very introverted. Um, so I thought that would hold me back. I also thought that my whole like I used to struggle a lot with my depression. Like I've learned how to get that in control. I thought that would hold me back and make me unreliable. Um, So it was really more like realizing that I have the power to feel a certain way about myself, but I need to take those actions first and I won't feel confident and capable at first. But the more I do things, the more I'll start kind of proving to myself that I am capable of this change and I am capable of building something. And I'm not always going to feel good about myself. I am going to have moments that I kind of dip but I need yeah. to know how to pick myself up. And that's yes. something that everybody can do, but they don't do it sometimes because they're scared and they don't believe in it and they're always waiting. Absolutely. Yeah, there's never a time where things are going to be perfect. There's never going to yeah. be the quote right time. Um, yeah. You're absolutely right. And I also think that like one of the things that I that you just spoke to so beautifully and like 
really has come to life for me and I've shared a lot about on Instagram is like, it's going to be really fucking shitty sometimes. Like there's going to be a lot of shit that's going to come up. You're going to feel like you want to puke a lot. Oh yeah. You're going to feel real nervous. You're going to feel really uncomfortable. You're going (laughs) to tell yourself that you suck. You're going to think everyone is judging you. You're going to think all of these things. And, and I think that it's just, it's so, it's easier said than done, but knowing that if you're doing something big, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. Right. And yeah, if definitely. you don't, yeah. And if you don't push yourself through it, you're never going to get to the other side of it. And so like letting it feel that way and just, this is something that like I've really had to teach myself over the past year is that like, just because it feels that way doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that you need to get comfortable with the fact that sometimes it's going to feel that way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That was actually like the first two days of me working for myself. It was just me pretty much sitting at my desk and freaking out. Maybe I accomplished like two things. And then Wednesday (laughs) I woke up like that still. Um, But somewhere around noon, I don't know what I did, but I managed to turn around. I, I think I started talking out loud to myself, actually. I think I looked at myself in the mirror and I just started calling myself a boss ass bitch and just yeah. like some kind of fist pumps and putting on some kind of music and doing some kind of like warrior sound. I don't, I don't know. Cause that's something I would do, but I do know I was talking to myself out loud. And I think that kind of helped me step into it. And then I just kind of create like a few action items. Like, okay, what do I need to do today to feel like I'm on track? Yes. And then I did yeah. those like little things and it helped. And I, I still have my freak out moments. Like, um, earlier this week I was having like a few freak out moments, like, fuck, fuck, what am I doing? But oh, yeah, you power through it. You figure yeah. it out. You do things that make you feel like you've got this cause you, you are going to get it together. Yeah. And I have those moments every single week and yeah. it's just, they're <laughs> becoming less, um, they control me less now. Cause it's like, it's kind of like a, it's like working out, right? You just kind of yeah. like get used to the pain at some point and you're like, yeah. okay, this is not an indication. And I think that like reminding ourselves that it's like we wanted, there's something that you wanted to do for a really long time. If you want to start a business for a really long time and you can sit there not starting your business feeling, you know, probably kind of shitty about it, but also relatively comfortable. Like you're comfortable in that place. You know how that place feels, you know what to expect, whatever. And, but the idea of starting your business scares the shit out of you. Like, if you think about starting or staying put and staying put is the way that you guarantee never getting there and that's the one that feels comfortable, then that should be the indication to you that like your feelings of fear are not an indication of like what is the right thing to do, right? Yeah. Like Because yeah, sense. if you don't start, you guarantee that you will not get there and yeah. not starting feels comfortable. So maybe feeling comfortable is not the indication or the indicator of like what the right next step is, you know? And like exactly exactly what you said, like just, we kind of just sit there and like wait for things to be right. And it never is. Yeah. It never is. I feel like I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm going to puke a lot, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like an excited time pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Well, Diana, thank you so much for coming on. I, loved this conversation. Anytime that you want to come back on the show, like you should just be like a regular guest. (laughs) And I need to have you on my podcast too. I need to get started with having people on there. Yes, absolutely. Tell everybody about your podcast, little plug here. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about everything 
social media and content creation. Um, but my plan is to have more people on there to talk about business as a whole and all the things that go on to it, go into it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and just really talking about it, like as is like no fluff, no bullshit, just real stories about what it's like to go and make shit happen. Yes. Really. Amazing. And it's called, is it just the Diana Get Social podcast? Yes. Oh my God. It's important. I almost forgot to say it. Yeah. Fantastic. Diana Get Social podcast. <laughs> awesome. You can find it everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Oh yes. And I will put all of Diana's information in the show notes so that you guys can find her. She is such a just amazing, valuable follow. So you will definitely want to get on there. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show as always, um, make sure that you're subscribed, leave me a rating and review. It makes a really, really really big difference to the show and I would really appreciate it. Um, and we will talk to you on the next episode. So thank you so much. Uh, bye guys. Bye. Bye. Diane.